What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks. Indeed it is. Hello, live and on time. Whoa, did I come in hot over there? Now you're good, bro. <laughs> okay. You're good. <laughs> when I saw your head kind of do this. Uh, nah, man. Nah. Oh, good. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely, if not a little crispy this morning, uh, Brisk. Kenston. Brisk. Brisk is a very good word. I got to tell you, what, let me do this right. It's hump day. It's Wednesday, November the 1st in the year of the Lord, 2023. This is episode 960 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by our good friends over at Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour for the birthday game. But uh, we've got another great show for you today. Joining me right across from me right now, wearing a University of Virginia sweatshirt. I got to tell you, you know, you've looked good through all your visits, you know. I don't think you've ever looked better. better. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) There you go. You've never looked better than you do right now. It's Michael Martin. He's Kenson's Renaissance man himself. Man, have we got a lot to fit in here in the next hour of your visit here. We're going to talk some ECU football, as depressing as that might be. Uh, We're going to talk some CFP, uh, college football playoff. They released that last night. And I actually want to deep dive into it, not just the top four teams that are in it and the two after that, but you do know this is the final year of the final four. Next year, we go to 12 well, teams. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's going to be good stuff. Good it stuff. is. It's going to be fun. We're going to talk some World Series baseball. How about that? With our, with our yes, I said our Texas Rangers uh, ahead three games to one. I know as I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a self-acclaimed uh, Washington Nationals fan. But you know what? Hey. I worked for five years for the te- for the Texas Rangers, essentially, and uh, this is my team, Michael Martin. No argument there. No argument there. There you go. We're uh, invested. I am invested. We're going to talk some NFL. I don't know what. I, is there any golf to talk about? Uh, yeah. I mean, they're going to okay. be uh, it's the Fall World Championship this weekend down in Mexico. Uh, Couple of interesting things there. I mean, it's uh, it's a course that Tiger Woods designed. Um, oh wow. And uh, so uh, Ludwig Aberg, who's sort of the 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 was the Swedish sensation, uh, is playing down there. He, Cam Young, and uh, Sahith Thagala are probably the the three favorites. So we'll, we'll knock that out. Oh, and I wanted to share. Yeah, please, please. No, well, I tell you, what, let me tell everybody second yeah, hour. Yeah, guess knock, real it quick. Out, knock it out. Knock uh, it out. Speaking of this World Series, no, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but I want to get let everybody know you'll like this. Uh, Joining us here live, sitting in the seat you're in right now for the second hour, will be our good friend, the general manager of our Down East Wood Ducks, uh, John Clemens. Uh, he was in Arlington. Te- did you see that over the weekend? I did. I did. If you don't mind, I might hang around. We'll let him sit I'll, in that seat I'll over there. I'd love it. To, yeah, let's I'll do it. I love it, but uh, it. he'll be here. Uh, he's going to talk about it. He was, Like I said, he was in Arlington, Texas for the first two games of the World Series. And like I said, with them now just one win away, they're up three games to one after last night's 11-7 to victory. Uh man, the first ever World Series could be. Ah, yeah, let's yeah, this is me over here. Yeah, this is me. That's I don't know it. if you could hear me knocking That's on wood. It. And this is real wood too, dude. This is a hundred and ten year old table or desk uh, right here, man. Okay, you know that, right? That yeah. desk is 110 years old, and I cannot see a speck of it. <laughs> well, that would be uh, got a lot of junk on it, and a lot of bobbleheads and uh, stuff like that. Junk. But uh, it's not junk. Well, well, I'm talking about right here. I really do need to clean out. This is where I do, you know, I do all my business, pay my bills filing. and all that. Your, so your filing system. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's just <laughs> somewhat of a filing system, but, uh, man, John Clemens. So man, how awesome is this? Michael Martin in the first hour, John Clemens in our second hour. We we're going to talk about a ton of stuff over the next couple hours. So I interrupted you. Go ahead. What were you? So, so last episode and for, for most folks, this is not going to be a very interesting story, but, um, so three weeks ago, I think it was, I'm looking back here, um, Luke List won a PGA Tour event. So it, last week, closing the show, I said, remind me to tell you the story next yep, week. Yep, 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 yep. 
So my brush with um, uh, the PGA Tour is this. So several years ago, before we moved to Kenton, uh, Mikhail and I were members at a, a club called Benvenue Country Club in Rocky Mount. And they had the Monday qualifier for the Rex Hospital Open. And the Rex Hospital Open is a pretty good-sized tournament for um, the the minor league PGA Tour. Um, so it, it, it was the nationwide tour, and I, I can't recall what it's called now, but it, anyway. Um, so they had a Monday qualifier at our course for this event. Well, I'm sitting it's Sunday evening. I'm sitting out on the patio watching the players and the practice rounds and stuff. It's pretty cool. And and our one of the the golf pros, Ryan Keeter, comes up to me and says, "Hey man, what are you doing in the morning?" And at the time, I was I was you know working in the restaurant business. So I worked at night, and I was like, I don't have anything going on. He said, "Well, one of the guys wants someone to carry their bag for him." He's like, now he's not asking you to give him yardages yeah. or read putts yeah. or anything like that. He's like, you know, you're not, but he wants somebody to caddy for him. He doesn't want to carry his own bag. It was Luke List. Wow. So it gets better. So, um, I'm I'm fired up Monday morning. Yeah, no doubt. You know, it, his tea time was eight fifteen, and so I. He and I meet on the range, and I'm talking to him Sunday evening. And he's like, "I was like, so what time do you want me here?" He's like, "Man, he's like, it's not a big deal." He's like, "If you're just here by like seven forty-five, something like that, we're good to go." Well, Monday morning, I wake up super early. Probably didn't sleep Sunday night. <laughs> get out there, and um, so I go out to the range, and I'm looking around. He's nowhere to be found. Oh no. And I was like, this is my kind of guy right here. He's like, you know, <laughs> yeah, where's the first tee? What's the course record? Let's do this. So walking around, he's nowhere in sight. I go in. I asked, asked Ryan, our pro, I was like, hey, man, have you seen Luke List? He's like, nah. He's like, but, you know, he, he's probably around here somewhere. Don't worry about it. So standing out there by the first tee. 745 comes. Still no sight of him. And yeah. I was like, what in the world? So Keeter goes up to the starter for the event that that um, the guys from the Nationwide Tour and was like, "Hey, look, you know, Luke List hasn't showed up yet. What's the story?" And he's like, "He was the first alternate, and someone dropped, so he made the field. So he's gone on to Raleigh. Come to find out, he had sent me a message on Twitter. That was the only way he could find me, and he did send me a message yeah. on Twitter, but um." I like to say that I am one for one. I caddied for Luke List in theory. I was about to say he made minute. it caddied, right? Air quotes, yeah. He and he made it into the event, yeah. and now he's a PGA Tour winner. So I do feel like, in some way, I am partially responsible for his success. Did, did he send you a message thanking him, thanking you after he won his event? I know he did not, but well, I'm sure. It was, I think it was selfish sure, of him. I'm sure it was merely an oversight <laughs> on his part. <laughs> Dude, that is awesome. You were saying that's a bad no one dude, that's an awesome story. It, it was it was really cool. Like I um and, and So was, what'd you do the rest of the day? Did you just go back home or did you stay and watch the I stayed and watched a little bit of it. Yeah. I, I always enjoyed um watching those qualifiers and yeah. stuff. Like they've had they've had several US amateur qualifiers over there and um I've seen some pretty entertaining stuff. So one of the amateur qualifiers I watched this this young man from Georgia, um, he tees off on ten to start his round, and the first four balls he hit went out of bounds. Oh, no. He made a thirteen on the first hole, comes around and number twelve is a par three right by the parking lot. He gets to twelve and he shakes hands with his group and he just walks off the course <laughs> and goes to his car. Yeah, it's like uh. I can beat the traffic and get back to Georgia, but you know if you ever get a chance if if a course in your area is hosting a qualifier for anything, whether it's, you know, a, 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 a PGA tour event, probably not, but you know, maybe, you know, some of these, um, the, the USAM qualifiers, you get to see some really great golf for golfers out there. And, 
it's really interesting. Yeah, the um, Cutter Creek has hosted the Hooters tour. I'm mm-hmm. not sure what it is now. Several times, and yeah, to go out there and watch those guys play that golf course, yeah, they play it completely different than you know most anyone you'll ever see because they hit it in different places and they have a better idea of where it's going than than most of the amateurs that you're going to see out there. So, um, yeah, don't miss the opportunity to see really great golf. It you know, television doesn't do it justice. Mm-hmm. Um, like most sports, I mean, you you know what? To, oh, hockey to me is the basic biggest example of oh, that. Oh, gracious! Yeah. And I tell you, man, um, nice segue. Something else I wanted to mention. It, did you see the kid in Europe that got killed this week playing hockey? Yeah, with the skate. Yeah, and I mean, no, I didn't see it, but Richard Clark had mentioned it to me, and man, yeah. it was. I didn't. So you actually saw video of there's it. There's videos. Out I don't want to see it. And Michael, uh, Michael, I don't want to see it. When I tell you, so the hit, I mean, and there's some discussion as to whether uh, what happened was <sighs> intent is debatable, but um, but the the guy that hit him, um, I guess, has a history of some uh, questionable play. And, it, you know, you see the young man go down, 29 years old. Uh, Adam Johnson uh, had played for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins and it was now in the European Hockey League over in England. and uh, Or maybe it's the English Hockey League, excuse me. Um, but was struck in the neck by the skate of an opposing player and it, so he goes down and the <clears throat> official and one of his teammates get him up and they're trying to to skate him off the ice and when he gets up and, and you know i i'd read that he was killed on the ice and then this video pops up on some sort of social media i think it was tiktok and when they get him up and they turn him f- literally from his neck all the way down to his pants his sweater is covered in blood. Yeah. And I was like, holy. Yeah, because when you hear some, when you hear a story about an athlete getting killed, you generally think it's going to be a hit, like a head injury. You think he got hit and a brain bleed or something of that nature. But when, when I saw that, I was just. Are you, let me ask you this as someone, you're a hockey fan and I am too. Uh, I'm going to make it out to three or four games this year. Uh, and uh, Raleigh, are you not so? And I covered it. I got to tell you that too. I covered uh, the ECHL when I was in Charlotte for the sure. Gaston Gazette. Yeah. Are you not? Because I am. Are you not surprised there's not more of those kinds of injuries, especially as hard as they hit and players on the ice and all that? I mean, I got to tell you, Michael. I mean, I am. I'm shocked that we don't see more of I, that. I am. And you know what I think, and what I hope comes out of this is. Something akin to what came out after Dale Earnhardt was killed in NASCAR. What shocked me was when you get when when you take into consideration the the danger of the sport. I mean the speed of it, and I I've always said, and I'm not a huge hockey. I like hockey, yeah, um, but I mean it, I, I'll try to make it to a game every now and again. I've been to probably three or four um but the speed of the game and the i mean the the ferocity the ferocity the velocity of that puck yeah Yeah. um when i saw that i was like how is there not some sort of guard Mm -hmm. over the player's throat because not only could something like that happen but a puck, mm-hmm. um, you know, a stick. I mean, there's so many moving parts to hockey and how there is not some sort of protective gear in place. And it wouldn't even have to be anything excessive. Like no, you said, I like no. what you just said. Some little, maybe a plastic guard that you clip around the back of your I neck. Mean, that our, our mutual friend, Zach Holcomb, I mean, my man could 3D print us yeah. up something. I mean, Additive America, get on it. I mean, yeah. you know, it, it's it's too it's too simple a fix 
not to address it. Um, and it, yeah, I didn't know that we would get a chance to mix this in, but when you, when you dropped hockey in there on me, I felt, you know, but it, oh, we're going to talk about everything, dude. It, it's, <laughs> uh, it, it was a, it was a tragic thing for that young man. And, uh, and hopefully, and I don't see how as a result of that, there, there's not something that in place to, to protect those guys from that. And I love that you use the example of uh, NASCAR too. And you're right. I mean, we had been floating around. In fact, what he died in 2001. Yes. Uh, February 2001. Yeah. And uh, in the previous decade before that, there had been like three or four deaths on the track. Right. Thank goodness. I, I, I can knock on wood again, I guess, Michael. But we've has there been another? I don't think there's been another death on the I, track I, since Dale uh, Paul would know that better than me. Well, Paul I Whittington. There was, you know what? I'm going to message him and ask him real quick. Tony Stewart. Uh, it, it well, was no, I'm talking about among drivers. Yeah, no, among drivers. No, no. Yeah. So that the guy that got killed by Tony Stewart wasn't a driver. Mm-mm. All right. Yes, but he had gotten out of his vehicle. Uh, okay, okay. Remember, okay, it was yeah, like yeah, uh, yeah. one of these I, lower series races, not even like Bush or anything like yeah, that. I'm talking like about a, like a mini mini car. Exactly. Yeah. And he had gotten out of his vehicle and t- hey, listen. I am no Tony Stewart fan whatsoever. It was no, no, no. It I've seen the replays of that. It was not Tony's fault. He was just coming around. Yeah. The gentleman had gotten out. They always tell drivers. Stay Wait here, until, yeah. yeah, exactly. He had gotten out of his vehicle, and Tony came around and hit him. It was not Tony Stewart's fault whatsoever. I was, but, uh, I hold on. Like, I'm, I'm messaging Paul to ask him. I was only a Tony Stewart fan because uh, on numerous occasions in my life, someone told me I looked like Tony Stewart. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, you do it. I can say, hey, did I ever tell you? And this is, a, we've got so much to get to. I don't know if I, I've ridden in a Tony Stewart's helicopter. What? Yep. In uh, New Hampshire. I was, uh, it was that year and. Uh, in 2000, when I worked for the Gaston Gazette and our main writer, Monty Dunton had a heart attack. So I was like the guy in the bullpen and I got to cover, uh, it was like eight or nine races in a row while he was recovering from his heart wow. attack. And we're up in New Hampshire covering a race up there. And, uh, Monty was really good friends with, uh, nice. with Tony Stewart. And they said, Hey, uh, we had to schedule that he was, you know, that he was going to go to it and race in one of these, like you're saying, this little, uh, yeah. many races. And, uh, would you like to fly up there with him? Monty was going to, I was like, heck yeah. With Except Tony Stewart. With Tony Stewart yeah. in his helicopter. Ow. Didn't talk to me the whole way up there. He did say some one little thing to me on the way back, but, uh, I'm not a big fan of Tony Stewart. Other than that, his people let me ride in his helicopter back in 2000, which was that's super a, cool, by the way. Yeah. Has there been another, hold on, on track death in NASCAR since Earnhardt in 2000? I know people love hearing me uh, dictate. Exactly. There you go. Hey, let's go back to golf for a second, dude. This is one of those questions that every week when we get through, and I'm like, man, why didn't I ask Michael this? You've played all over Eastern North Carolina. I mean, you're not just a fan. You're also a golfer. I have. I'd love for you, and this is your chance either to I mean, and I'd love for, to get your independent opinion. What do you think about Cutter Creek as a course? What do you think about it? I mean the big three right here in our neck of the woods, Cutter Creek, Kinston Country Club, and Falling Creek. Where uh, and I'm not saying rank them with each other, but just strengths and weaknesses of uh, all three of those courses. Um so Cutter Creek is to me a very difficult golf course. Um it's it's long uh, and I don't generally, uh, unless I have to play from what they call the tips from the back tees. Um, I generally play one set up and, uh, but it's a long golf course. Um, and unlike a lot of golf courses in, in our area, um, Cutter Creek is a course where, uh, sand is in play a lot. Um, and it's in play, you know, it, most courses in our area, you know, sand is going to be a uh, challenge around the greens, greenside bunkers. Uh, it, but at Cutter Creek, you've got a lot of fairway bunkers. And, and so that's a unique challenge. Um, uh, so it's length and, um, and, and bunkering is, is a challenge. Uh, it's a beautiful golf course. Um, it's, it's well-maintained. Um, it's, uh, the rough out there is kind of interesting in that, in the fact that it's, um, 
I don't know how I would describe it. I, I would say that um, it, it's it, the rough out there is is tall, um, but the the grass itself doesn't doesn't allow the ball to rest on top. So you know at Kenston Country Club or at Fallen Creek, um, you don't um, if you hit the ball off the fairway, there's a reasonable chance that, that your ball will be sitting up in the rough. Um, but at Cutter Creek, inevitably it's gonna it's gonna sink down and that rough's probably, you know, two to three inches at any given time. Um and and so it's uh it it, it makes it a, a, a more challenging golf course. Um you know the the par threes. Um, you know the first par three, which is sort of their signature hole. I, I think it's the third. It's the third hole. Um, it is incredibly long, beautiful. Uh, when you say incredibly long, about uh, uh, probably the better part of two hundred yards. Right. Um, okay. and it's all over water. Um, so that is yeah. You have the challenge of hitting over water, and for you know high handicap golfers you know the the mental part of hitting a ball over water is is <laughs> difficult and i'm i'm a high handicap golfer um but it, yeah it's it's a it's a great challenge um kinston country club uh right in my backyard uh i'm very fortunate to live on the second hole over there i think is it, it it's a it's an incredibly beautiful golf course shorter golf course um but tight it, it's an incredibly tight golf course um and and for me you know the real challenge of Kenston Country Club is the first three holes are out of bounds on the right so guys and and, and most amateurs uh high handicappers again hit the ball from left to right a slice um if you're bad a cut if you're good um you know, and, and so I've hit enough balls out of bounds on those first three holes that it actually made me hit a, a hook. And and I remember early on playing golf, my good friend Rob Farmer, who's the pro at Greenville Country Club, um, he he told me, gosh, years and years and years ago, he said, if you've got a if you've got a slice, if you ever turn that into a hook you'll beg to have that slice back. <laughs> and he's right. I mean, I, I, I called, you know, I call it third base coach killers. Cause I hit some that would kill a third base coach. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it got so bad to me for me at one point that I wouldn't tee off on one at Kinston because the tee box on 18 was dead left. And I was so scared if there was anyone on, on 18, Tee, I would not tee off because I was scared I was going to hit it into him. Yeah. Um, but in my opinion, um, in terms of layout, in terms of um, just natural beauty, I think Kenston Country Club is is the best course in our area. Now, I will say, and unequivocally, Falling Creek is the best value um, for golf in our area. The rates, uh, the rates out at Cutter Creek have have crept up pretty high. Um, you know, I think in the eighty some dollars around. As, as someone who, dude, I've not even played in five, uh, probably more than that. Hell, probably ten years since last time I actually legit played a course. Where does that is that pretty expensive? So is I, that yeah? In my opinion, I okay. mean. Well, and I think it probably has more to do with your skill level. I mean, you know, if you're a scratch golfer and and you have the means, then I mean, eighty to ninety bucks for a round of golf is probably not bad. Um, you know, I don't. So Cutter Creek, the challenge of Cutter Creek, in addition to you know the the rates kind of steer me away from there a little bit. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't get $90 worth of joy out of it. <laughs> um, but That's you know, good point. but falling Creek, you know, for l less than half of that. Um, and, um, the, 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 the greens crew over there does an amazing job with the limited budget that they have. 
um, and, and they keep it in great shape. Um, well, you know they keep this show on the air there too. Between we're we're airing right now, I guess. Uh, all right, wouldn't it? When they open, probably seven thirty, eight yeah, o'clock. Yeah, 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 yeah. They they listen to us, dude. Jimmy Smith, well, Hall I mean, of Fame coach know, Jimmy Smith, look, in the and, and yeah, that that's that's the. So awesome say hello thing, to right? Fallen Creek. Yeah, I, hello, hello, friends <laughs> at Fallen Creek. Um, and, but no, I, it's a great value and. It's always incredibly well maintained. Yeah. Um. And you know, I think it's. Uh, I I just think it's it's a great place to uh, to go out and, and learn to play golf. It's not as uh, tight as Kinston is, and Kinston's a private club, and 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 so that's you know another story. But, yeah. um, it's a good place to learn to play. You it it's got some bailout areas where you know. If you do hit the ball right, I mean, you've got some room out there, and 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 it's a good good place to learn to play golf. Um, but you know, and, and I think that um, I, I do think one thing that we need to mention, and and we've talked about on the air uh, numerous times in the last uh, last eight months, probably. But Kinston is one of the few municipalities that has a a, a little par three course. I love that and Scott and I go out there yeah, sometimes. And, yeah, um, you know, over at um, oh my gosh, my mind went blank. Um, Bill Fay, Bill Fay Park. Yep. Uh, there's a little nine hole par three, you know, pitch and putt sort of thing, and um, and in fact, Nathan Perry hosted a uh, a little charity golf tournament out there years ago for um it, it it's where hope restoration is now the 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 halfway house that was there that he and jimbo were so heavily involved in but um you know that that's a great thing i mean i, I think it's a, a two i think it's two dollars yeah, i think, a, a I think it, if i'm play. right it's two dollars to play the nine holes yeah and, and then uh oh gosh it's two dollars to play the nine. And I holes. think another dollar if you want to play it twice or something yeah, exactly. like that. But um, and it's on the honor system. Generally speaking, I mean, there's occasionally uh, I've probably been out there maybe six times, and I think maybe half the times there's been someone out there. I mean, because I go, I might go late in the evening or something like that. But I've taken Lily Grace out yeah. there. But yeah, you know, if you're a parent and you want to do something fun with your kid. And you know, take them out there and 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 mess around out there at Bill Fay. That that's a really neat thing, and there's not a lot of areas that offer something like that. So uh, it's a good way to learn the game. I mean, and yeah, you know, the majority of scoring in golf is from a hundred yards in. So that's a good yeah. place to uh, to to learn the game, and 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 yeah, you know, it's a good place to practice to improve your game. So. Yeah, if you live in the Lenore County area, there's a lot of great golf opportunities and, um, and, and you know, and a lot of good people involved in the game of golf. You know, Jimmy out there at, uh, at Fallen Creek, but all those guys are super nice out there. And Jeremy Shadel, the pro here at Kinston. I'm not sure who the pro is over at, um, at Cutter Creek now, but, you know, it, people are incredibly inviting. Golf has yeah. – there's a misconception in golf that, you know, it's a snooty sport and, and some of it justified. I mean, but you know, most of the time, if you go into a, into a golf shop at Eastern North Carolina, you're going to run into really nice folks. That, Absolutely. That, that want to help grow the game. What, what was the event they had over here? And, and I'm accentuating your point. What was the event they had over here? The LPGA yeah, something a couple so of years it ago. It was the Epson tour. Yeah. The, the, and I listen of all the sports and I, I love, I mean, dude, you having you here on the show, kind of like having Paul and getting to know Paul a little bit better has turned me back on the NASCAR. Having you on has got me watching golf and all that. Yeah. But, dude, I could not say what any better than what you said right there, dude. Golfers, they want – very rarely do you have somebody – you would think golf is that sport where people look down their nose at you. Well, you know what I'm saying. And sure, like, oh, sure, you know, whatever. Sure. Dude, that day I spent out there, or a couple of days that I spent out there when the Epson Tour was here, everybody was so kind and so nice. And when I had me and I'm beyond amateur, I mean, I'm like five levels below amateur, but when I would have a question for someone, so, and I think even you were out there at that time, I, I think was, I remember, yeah. I remember talking to you, but other folks out there too, 
golfers are incredibly kind. And if you genuinely, now, if you're not serious about it, you know, maybe they'll blow you off or whatever. But if you ask sincere questions and you really want to get to know about the sport, golfers are the first people to try to help you with it. For sure. For sure. And, you know, I mean, and just think about, you know, we've had John Marshall on. Yeah. Anyone here locally in Kinston who knows Scott Crocker. Yeah, oh God, there, Scott's one of the best guys in the world. Right. There's yeah. not a there's not a nicer guy on the planet than Scott Crocker. And yeah, and Scott was the pro for years at Kenston Country Club and and now he, he does a great job with, you know, town insurance uh here in Kenston. And um but yeah, you know, no, it's uh it, it's a great sport. It's uh I mean and look, Kevin Williams, who uh was a pro here at Kenston as well, is now the men's and women's golf coach at East Carolina University. And, you know, but all of those guys, um, given the time, I mean, and, and, you know, and that's, that's a key thing that I think that where misconceptions are made is, you know, people approach things, approach people about things with questions and just take for granted that the person that they're going up to has all the time in the world to answer their questions. And, 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 you know, they, they, they have family obligations, they have professional obligations. So at that moment, they might not be able to answer your question, but don't misinterpret that as them not wanting to help you learn more about the game of golf and, and grow the game of golf. Because the beauty of golf is this, if you start playing as a child, then you can play your entire life it's a i mean buddy rich still plays i've i've played with buddy rich and that's <laughs> and, a and god bless a whole other day there you go former mayor yeah. of Ken, just to let people know who maybe not know well yeah. how do you not know buddy rich uh. though but former mayor of kenston who yes. I, god bless him he's got to be in his late 80s right i would I, or he, maybe even approaching think, 90 yeah but yeah, but 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 I'm just again accentuating your point. He is a guy that has played his whole life, and yeah. I've heard people say that uh, oh, he easily shoots his age, right? Well, he probably shoots his age, but I tell you what, you do not want to do <laughs> with Buddy Rich. You do not want to uh, you do not want to trivialize the game of golf because I've I've seen Buddy get uh, heated and Real? Uh, Buddy yeah, Rich. It, it it was pretty funny. He, okay, I played with he PC Barwick. And I cannot remember who the fourth person was. Um, oh, you were definitely and, the kid in that group. Oh, by, by, a, <laughs> by a country mile. And, um, but, you know, he, it, it, he, he was pretty intense on the golf course in terms of he, he, he wants it serious. But, wow. But just to touch on, yeah, what I was getting at. Sorry. Uh, no, but so when I lived in Tarboro, my, probably my best friend was a guy named Ivy Thompson. And Ivy is—he's probably in his seventies, but um, we went to church together. Um, and but Ivy played a lot of golf. He was a retired uh, school principal from Edgecombe County, and uh, was actually a college tennis player at Atlantic Christian, now Barton College. And you know, we we befriended each other on the golf course. I always joke. I refer to Ivy as Mr. Hole in One. This guy has seen, gosh, I think he told me it's in the 20s or 30s, number of Hole in Ones he's seen in person. He's probably had 10 or 12. Now, how old is he? He's in his 70s. Okay. I've had two Hole in Ones. Ivy was with me both times. I've seen, well, I've seen four now, but three of the four I've seen, Ivy was with me. <laughs> it, it's just. We, we need to try to have him on the show one day. He's such a neat Dude, guy. Dude, do and, it. Uh, do it. And, Get him. And, um, but, you know, but, you know, he was in his mid-60s. I was probably in my early 30s, but he would whoop my tail on the golf course <laughs> and, uh, I mean, hit it straight as a string. But it, it's something that, you know, that age doesn't limit your ability. I mean, had he and I played basketball together, I mean, I'm big enough. Now, he would tell you he would beat me, and he's a great <laughs> athlete. But, I mean, physically, you could do something to offset his ability. But, you know, but that's not the case in golf. Yeah. And and so, you know, parents, you know, it, it, whether you're interested in it or not, you know, take a look at it because it might be something that's special that you can share with your kids and, and be able to enjoy 
throughout a lifetime, but we've gone way too far on that. But you know, but it, it, well, I, this is what I wanted to ask you. Yeah, man. If so, and I mean, like uh, Scott, the last time I even played, I guess if you can call it around the golf. I mean, I took a, a uh, we went out to yeah. Bill Fay, took a sand wedge or a, just a wedge, pitching wedge and a putter. That's yeah. all you know. And yeah, that's all you need. three or four balls in my pocket because I'm in, inevitably when I'm on three, I'm going to knock it into the woods yeah. over to the left. But uh, you, you'll love this, dude. Dude, I hadn't played at that time probably five years before that first round I played. I had one of his, one of Scott's buddies there with us too. Dude, I, and I play legit. I'm not somebody that'll kick the ball or whatever. I mean, dude, I play it where it lies. I mean, I, you know, however uh, bad I am. Those guys. <laughs> yeah, I am one of those guys. Dude. Well, because I take it seriously too, dude. And, yeah. Anyway, but this is what you're going to love. Dude, I had two legitimate uh, birdies, man. Get and out. one of them, one of them about three feet from the cup, dude. Get out. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. When I hadn't played in five years. Hey, and uh, but, but this was my question, having given you that background. You ace a hole at Bill Fay. Is that as big? I mean, obviously. I mean, it, how? I, well, where does that stand in the uh, the? I mean, it's uh, a hole in one. I mean, yeah. you know, and 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 look, I, I happily admit, uh, even if it's on a seventy-four yard hole, what is it? Six or seven? That's only seventy, seventy-two yards, maybe. Well, I mean, here's the thing, dude. A seventy-two yard hole. Uh, someone could easily make a triple bogey on it. So if you make a hole in one, oh, then, I've done then, that before. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, the challenge, yeah, the challenge is there, but, um, uh, but, uh, 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 Kinston native, Tommy price, um, he and I were playing at Greenville country club one day. And, uh, I, I almost hit a hole in one on the 10th hole there. And he said, you do understand if you make a hole in one right here, it will set, the game of golf back decades <laughs> and um anyone who knows him knows that uh no one likes tommy more than tommy and um and, and he will uh and he will say things that will crush your spirit but um <laughs> but no he don't you uh, like those people sometimes uh, well, i'm not saying well, all the time no, you can't you look, know we're fraternity brothers and yeah. um and, and, at east carolina and, and he's a he's an all-around <laughs> good guy his wife is actually probably the best person on the planet because she's married to him. And, <laughs> and no, who's this guy again? Tommy Price. Tommy he is, Price. Okay. Uh, let's see. It, he's married to Jeff Law's sister, Amanda. Okay. And uh, Amanda uh, is a wonderful teacher over at Contentia Savannah, and um, and and Tommy's parents. Uh, I think. You know what I'm going to have to tag him on this, right? Oh, please do. Please do. <laughs> I uh, don't know him, but he's, not on, he's yeah. not on Facebook. He's not okay. Side, but I'll tag his wife. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Michael Martin joining us here this morning. Man, dude, we have just gone a solid 35 minutes on golf, which is you are a golf expert. and But it is. It's one of those questions I've always wanted to ask you. Yeah. Uh, and I got it. Jason Bryant's uh, tuned in, and he was saying this is what he had to say. He said Cutter Creek is one of the nicest golf – if I could speak English here, Michael – Cutter Creek is one of the nicest golf facilities in all of North Carolina and definitely Eastern North Carolina. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, and, and that's that's probably the thing that Cutter Creek has head and shoulders above any other course in our North neck County, of the woods, I guess. Illinois yeah. County. Yeah. Um, is the practice facilities they have out there. Okay. So not aware of those, so go ahead. Yeah. So um, you know, Kinston Kinston has a nice range. It's probably about half the size um for the number of players to get on there um but you know most because of the um you know the spatial issue i mean land is money asked mm -hmm. uh chris hatcher um <laughs> but you know the space you have limits your ability to have a full driving range so most courses you can't hit driver, you, you know, but at Cutter Creek you can hit, I mean, you know, you could hit a cannon out there if you wanted. Um, but, you know, they've, they've got probably the best practice facilities in our area, um, and, and I don't think anybody would debate that. Um, you know, and, and it, like I said, it, you know, there are three great golf courses, uh, four including Bill Fay, but, you know, and, and – all four of them have a specific niche, um, yeah. you know, for, you know, for 
you know, the kid who, you know, who doesn't have 40 bucks to go play out at Fallen Creek, you can go put a dollar, $2 in the box and go hit a golf ball at Bill Fay. And, um, and not even have to carry a bag around right, the whole time. Two right, clubs. Right, yeah. Right. Um, and get exercise. I mean, there's yeah. no carts out there. You walk. I yeah. mean, and I definitely try not to do that if I can help it. <laughs> but, um, but you know, it's, um, we're very, Lenore County is very fortunate to have the number of opportunities that we have here. And, um, and, and, you know, if you haven't tried it, get out there and try it. Yeah. I mean, I always tell folks, hey, yeah, I'm out there, w- Bill Fay, you can't embarrass yourself. No, and, and, and no, no and that's no. not, that's not Michael no, Martin mean, saying well, that. That's Brian Hanks saying you, that, who's played three times in the last 10 years. You, you know? might hit it into uh, Simon and Tim Vick's parking lot over there. <laughs> that, but, no, they've I raised mean, the net, dude. <laughs> they've raised the net. <laughs> no. But, you know, it's, um, it's I I I always have said that I am actually my my golf game. I'm usually one shot away from quitting. And you hit <laughs> you that, who play and, and you hit that much- shot and you're like, oh. Hell yeah. Dude, I what did I tell this? you, man? We played, <laughs> we ended up playing it around twice. So for folks that don't know, Bill Faye's a nine hole course. Yeah. So we played it around twice. Uh, so 18 holes. And again, let me reiterate. I, I, yeah, I've got a, it's not humble brag. Let me just brag. Two I got birdies, two birdies. Two birdies for Byron Shanks. Including one that was three feet from the cup. That's okay. Awesome. That's awesome. I mean, so if my, my, but can go out there and do it, then you can too. And, no and it is golf is a great game. And it's one of those that I wish, in fact, uh, who did I have in the car with me the other day? And I was talking, was it Scott? Maybe I don't remember, but, uh, I'm driving along. I, you know what I miss? I missed the driving range right up here. Yeah, that was on uh, the Ralph's road. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was a nice little, it had the little trailer out there. And who was it that ran that? Cause I cannot mm, remember. You got me on that one, but he gave lessons. And yeah. so this Jason is right. Bryant, I? Yeah. J- Jason, who was that? That used to run that little, uh, co-producer uh, Jason Bryant. Yeah. Co-producer Jason Bryant. Indeed. But who was it that ran? He's typing right now. So, yeah. uh, yeah, he is. but he used to, but he gave lessons. Now you're, this is what you're going to love. He would do like one lesson five lessons or 10 lessons you could buy the package well i bought the 10 lesson package which how many, how many did you got to three <laughs> well no but here doug bream he says he also works at cutter creek right now okay. doug bream nice. b-r-i-e-m is that how you say it bream but i remember doug i remember the name doug but anyway doug, super nice doug, guy doug, but no this is doug, what you're gonna doug. like though dude so i get out there for my third lesson and he looks at me uh, and dude i was dude i just see i never played baseball so i didn't have a i just didn't have a good swing anyway long story short hey, in fact dude i can hit a nine iron about as long as i can hit a driver okay what does that tell you hey. yeah it is what it well no that's either not bragging hitting, on my either you're hitting one well or, <laughs> <laughs> no, both of them bad but he gently said it was a, you know, maybe i went to four but anyway it was my third or fourth time and he was as nice as he could be, but he was like, you know what? Uh, how was it? I'm trying to remember how he put it, but it was something on the lines of, uh, you know, uh, you know, dancing's not for everybody, uh, yeah. you know, uh, basketball, not for everybody. And you know what? Golf, maybe cause dude, he worked with me and he tried to help my swing and dude, I just, well, it's I'm, a very counterintuitive, uh, it's a very counterintuitive, but he was very, I do want to say this. If he, I don't want anybody to go back to him and him be like, Oh, Brian was talking junk. No. Doug was super nice, and he even offered to refund the rest of my. You think I'm joking? You're so bad. I will pay you not to come back. <laughs> exactly. And uh, and uh, but he was super nice, and I, that's when I pretty much gave up. And that was probably around the 0203 range, or maybe even 04 in that neck of the woods. And I was like, I you know, I'll go out and I'll you know I've played the little what are, what do you call it when you play with three or four different guys and they uh, do the best yeah. ball? I uh, guess best ball, captain, yeah. Captain's choice yeah. or uh, um. Now I'm a good putter. Now in in all seriousness, I'm actually a I well not in you or Jason or Jimmy Smith's class or anything like that. But for someone who's played as little as I have, dude, I grew up playing putt putt, man. I mean, I, yeah. I I can I can read. I'm pretty good at putting. So usually, if I do play those. I, you know, I'll hit my ball just like everybody else, you know, and I'll lose my 12 balls in yeah, a round yeah. or something. But when it gets up to the green, dude, I'm a pretty good yeah, putter, man. Yeah, I'm invariably yeah. the set, 
the second or third best putter amongst uh, our That's foursome. Awesome. So That's awesome. Anyway, hey, listen, Paul just answered us, too, about our – as we're circling back to our NASCAR thing we were talking about 40 minutes ago, he said, no, no one has died in NASCAR's top series after Dale Earnhardt did well, in 2001. And, and, and so I feel like, you know, that should set a precedent for professional hockey and, and no one else needs to die on the ice. I mean – yeah. Adam Johnson should be the last person that loses their life playing yeah. hockey for, from that sort of thing. I mean, you know, a, a freak hit, you know, a head injury or things like that. Those are things that you can't really um, legislate out of sports, but there's no reason for for an injury like he suffered to occur again. Well, we got to stay on golf here because uh, another person has chimed in here, Forrest Dawson, John yeah, Dawson's man. dad. No, and I'm glad he brought this up, and it's a question I should have asked you or got your feelings on. He said people that want to try golf should try Top Golf, which is uh, you know they have. I don't think they have Top Golf yet in Raleigh, but they have yeah, a Top Golf type. There is okay, there is Raleigh, yeah. and I know they do in well, Charlotte. It uh, may not be Top Golf, but it's it, it's, it's along the same that line. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, Deborah Grimes' son, uh, Dan Grimes. Is uh, in fact, no, he, it's not Dan. Or is it Jordan? Jordan. Jordan, my Jordan. bad. Yeah. Dude, and I hate that I do this every time. And Jimmy Smith's going to be laughing his butt off at me <laughs> right now as he looks. I get them mixed up all the time, Jordan and Dan. Yeah. And I, they don't look anything. Well, I guess they look a little alike. They are brothers, but I get them mixed up. But Jordan, uh, it just both of them just great guys. I'm yeah, in a, for sure. I'm in a uh, fantasy football league with them. I mean, a. Dynasty fantasy football league with them, and they're just great guys. But uh, Jordan run Jordan is really big now in Top Golf. I yeah, think he runs yeah. the Charlotte facility now, and I, he may be helping uh, put in the one in Raleigh. You know, but but Top Golf, I wanted to get your opinion on that. Uh, for and so just like fun. what Mister Dawson said, so it's fun. And I tell you what's cool about Top Golf is, you know, there's some games, you know, they, you know, target things and yeah. and and different type of games you can play. I've only visited Top Golf once in Atlanta with a, a, my buddy Michael Letchworth. As much as you play, you've only been to one. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it, okay. Just because. Heck, I've even been there five or six yeah, times, dude, well, to I mean, Top Golf. It's. I mean, when I'm in cities that have Top Golf, you know, it, there's generally other things I've got going on that don't, that don't really allow for that, and you know, it, my uh, my tribe. Uh, <laughs> don't necessarily lend themselves to golf. Although Lily Grace and McKay, look, Michaela's hit one of the best shots I've ever seen. She chipped in in Missouri uh, playing with her grandmother on sand greens. Uh, Forrest Dawson, have you ever played on sand greens? This is a uh, um, back in I've the day. I've never even heard of yeah, sand greens. Yeah, or even so, Jason Bryan. Have you yeah, ever played on one yeah, before? So there's a, in Sedalia, Missouri, where Michaela's grandparents live. There is a little golf course, uh, and they have sand greens. Now, is it tightly? Obviously, it's got to be tightly packed, right? Yeah, fairly. And I mean, it's not fun. I mean, well, (laughs) I mean, but but there again, you know, it's something that you can do with family, and and it, you know, it's about spending time together, and that's that's what makes golf so amazing is you know you're together with you know with generally friends um um you start as friends anyway and (laughs) um and you you get to you know it's quiet you're outside you know you have conversations that you may not otherwise have um with folks and you know it's, it's just a good way to 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 spend an afternoon and um, you know, and, and, and build camaraderie. It, it's, it's good stuff. And yeah, you know, like I said, yeah, it, top golf is a great place to try. Bill Fay is a neat place to try. Um, and you know, but, but be, you know, but set your expectations. Honestly, I mean, I've played golf for Kylie probably 25 years now. And, you know, and and I'm not a good golfer. I mean, and I, I probably will n- never be a really good golfer. But the facts are, I don't like. I don't take the time to practice. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a life. I have things going on. Children but, and yeah, a mortgage but, and. But you know, yeah. you know, you uh, <clears throat> you know, you, you get together with you know Scott Scott Eldon and Frank Brownlee and uh, and I you know. 
play, you know, a fair amount from time to time. Alex Brownlee as well. We yeah. we played down at the beach um, the Fourth of July, and you know, and we had a great time. And, the, next and time it, you hang out with Alex, ask him what how good of a basketball coach I was. Okay, uh, you know, I coached him for a couple of years out of Fairfield. You made him a legend. Uh, heck yeah, he made no, 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 no. I didn't make him he's a legend. He he is a heck of an athlete. Yeah, no, that's what I was going to I didn't make him a legend. He made himself a legend, yeah. dude. Won a championship with him, dude. Any, a Fairfield championship. Yep. That's awesome. Okay. Hey, uh, Mr. Dawson said, no, he's never played on a sand green, but he's heard of him. But he said, no. Yeah. I'm assuming in eastern North Carolina, you, there probably aren't any courses, or even probably uh, North Carolina for that matter, right? There, there might See, be. See, now I'm going to have to Google that I, and I'm see what Googling they look like. right now. I got you covered. Um. But you know it. But that's um, that that's a really neat. The history of golf too is is really wonderful, um, and um, and you know it, it, it's it's a it's a special thing. And and North Carolina, I mean, is uh, is really you know one of the one of the homes of golf in the United States with Pinehurst. I oh my mean, gosh. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, three or four hours South of us, you go to Myrtle beach. And I mean, that's, you know, the golf, you can't shake your leg capital, without right. uh, seeing I mean, a golf course. So, uh, so that's, um, yeah, we, there's a lot of history of golf in, in North Carolina and, uh, and if you get the opportunity, we have spent this whole hour, which is not bad that you're our golf expert. Again, these are questions I've wanted to ask you that I think of as you're leaving my house usually. And I'm like, man, when am I going to do that? And I'm glad we spent it. This is awesome. Okay. But I got to put, uh, oh, I didn't know this. Mr. Dawson said, uh, just an FYI, his family. So John Dawson's family too, owned half of Fallen Creek for many years. It was part of our family farm at one time. I didn't know that. How about that, dude? There you go. And look, hey, one more, yeah, one more. <laughs> I love it. I love one it. One more oddity. Yeah. So uh, I played once or twice at East Carolina, and when I, do they have a course on? on no, not campus? on campus. Not okay. on campus. Okay. Not on campus. But um, but so I moved back home, and you know the closest little golf course to my house at the time was in um, uh, the Adams Creek community. Down Highway 101. I'm not familiar with. I'm not familiar. Down with. Highway 101 between Havelock High School and East Carteret High School, and I show up there one day, and the guy who was the pro there at the time, I think he's German. I think it was everything there was a guy named Nick Eatman. Okay. Now Nick Eatman played golf here in Kinston in high school, and his father is Bill Eatman who was uh parks and recreation here in Kinston. Um, I don't know that he wasn't, uh, Bill may have been the parks and rec director before, um, before, uh, Bill Ellis. Okay. Um, I don't know why I don't know that name though, but, uh, but he was involved with parks and rec here. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, okay, well, a little Kenton tie. You can't, uh, can't escape it. I love it. I love it. Michael Martin, our uh, first hour guest. We have spent this entire hour talking golf. I love it. I absolutely love it. But, uh, let, let, let me put a quarter in a couple other, uh, machines. <laughs> hey, Greg Clemens just said, this is awesome. Let's do this now. This is for you, Mr. Clemens. But we're talking about his second hour. No, no, no. He, he said off. the Rangers. He said the Rangers are one win away from winning the World Series, and you were talking in all caps. Golf. <laughs> He's uh, uh, but but ask him if he knows how far Arlington is from Kinston. <laughs> there you go. Well, but he's got a point though. Not but see, sure. the point is we've got John. Hey, Greg, we've got your son John coming in here in the second half. We're dedicating the we're second hour it for the expert. There you go. Uh, Thank you, Michael. You're absolutely right. We've got uh, John coming in. So that's why we're talking golf right now and just everything else because we are going to dedicate the second hour to uh, to the Texas Rangers and the Down East Wood Ducks and baseball and all that. So having said that, I do want to uh, – goodness, I got, I got to put a quarter in the ECU machine. You are an ECU alum. Uh, another loss. Although I got to tell you, man, <laughs> this is what I tweeted on Saturday. Uh, you know what? The, again – 
ECU gets off to a good start. They lead after the first quarter. Uh, and finally, for the first time, Michael Martin. Open up the offense a little bit. The offense comes around. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. But what happens? The defense goes away. Well, I mean, they never it, they never got there, it doesn't look like. But, you know, it's like uh, anyone, children, I hope you've never seen it, but. <laughs> The movie Friday, you know, you, you ain't never got two things that match. Yeah. Kool-Aid, no sugar, peanut butter, no jelly. <laughs> Offense, no defense. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it, it, it was a it, it was a game where I felt like we saw some some signs of improvement. Um, and it was a game where, you know, I think that you can, yeah, you know, I think that you can take some positives, positives away from it. I mean, you know, everyone knows that I, uh, I, hey, I, hey, cover for me for a second. Uh, Mo, uh Linda's taking, uh, Molly to the vet today. So we got to put her harness on. So, oh, okay. uh, yeah, I thought go she ahead. was going to put that harness on you. <laughs> um, oh, that was last night. Oh, hey, no. Oh. Hey, family program, <laughs> family, family program, family but go program. ahead, please continue. Uh, what's your safe word, Brian? Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we, um, oh. you know, I think there were some positives to take away from it. Um, you know, and there again, I think that was a, a pretty solid football team we played. Uh, I've had the pleasure of spending some time this week with um, with Associate Athletic Director J.J. McLam from ECU as well as the uh, the the track and field coach, Coach Kraft over at East Carolina. And, you know, there's a lot of um, – I mean, obviously, there's a lot of disappointment. Um, you know, it, no matter uh, where you go to school, um, the if there's a football program at your college, it drives the uh, the economics. It drives of, yeah. the economics of the athletics department, and um, and, and and so consequently, uh, everyone feels a bit of the backlash from what's taken place uh, thus far this season, but. Um, you know, I, I I will continue to say if it's not Mike Houston, who's it going to be? Exactly. Um, and 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 from a financial standpoint, how do you um, how how do you work your way through uh, through you know reconciling you know a four million dollar buyout? Um, and yeah, you know, I've I've seen it posted different places that you know Mike Houston is the highest paid you know, coach that's, but, and, and that, that, may, well, what the, the, specifically I saw that he's a fourth highest paid coach in P five. So, I mean, outside of the power five conferences, right. I guess he's a fourth highest paid coach. Right. And, and, and so now that is a complaint that people have, but I would argue that, I mean, that was a source of pride for us before this i mean yeah that we were making an investment in our football program and in our athletic department that we hadn't seen previously and you know so now because of you know uh, you know to to say that that's a bad thing now because it's not going our way at this moment i mean there was no way to foresee that and you know back-to-back winning seasons um, and back to back bowl games, back to back winning and seasons, 11. Yeah. yeah and 11 offensive. I, I, I'm pretty sure it's 11 players. No, not 11, 10 starters off of our, uh, off of our offense from last year's team gone. And, um, you know, I mean, how many snaps did, uh, did the backup for Kirk for, uh, Kirk cousins have, before he'll start. Could you have even named, because I couldn't, right. and I'm a fantasy football guy, and I yeah, couldn't name no, the backup to and, Kirk Cousins. You know, and and so it's, it, it, and I understand that college football is different than professional football and that, you know, coaches have a responsibility for developing those young men for when they're called into action. But, you know, I, I just, I, I, it's an easy target. Um, it, he's certainly an easy target right now, and, uh, but I would encourage Pirate fans to uh, to to try to be patient and um, and look. You know, it, it, there's a great example taking place right now in in the Major League in the World Series. Is you know, Tori Lavello is coaching the Arizona Diamondbacks, and you know, last night's game it was talked about that 
you know, the consecutive losing seasons that Arizona had had mm-hmm. and yeah. And Haven, the general manager for the Diamondbacks chose to, to keep Tori Lovello in place because, you know, he's like this guy, you know, this guy's developed these guys. And yeah, you know, if we lose that many games, it's not necessarily his fault. Mm-hmm. And yeah. You know, and here they are now. So, yeah, I think that we could learn a lesson from um from from the Arizona Diamondbacks and yeah, and maybe it's not the fault of of you know the head coach, although responsibility falls on his shoulders. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The buck but, stops there for sure. But yeah. there's a difference between fault and responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, so I, I would encourage pirate fans to 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 try to to try to give a little grace. It's it's not easy. I mean, I've I've thought bad thoughts about you know our football and uh, team this year, but you know, I'm a pirate fan, mm-hmm. and and I believe that we've got a good coach in place and i think that given the opportunity um he he can lead us through this and you know and and maybe that and maybe that ultimately means we're you know we're going to be a better program long term um and only time will tell absolutely i tell you what uh we are wrapping up our first hour and two minutes of uh today's show uh you've heard michael martin and i this entire first hour man it always is dude it's always a fast movie you said you're gonna hang out with us yeah, here in a second don't hour, mind, i don't I'm, mind what's well clemens is pulling up he just uh texted me that that he is uh pulling up right now so uh mr greg clemens oh. never fear we've got some baseball talk getting yeah, ready to happen yeah. okay yeah. and i don't blame he's right our texas rangers right but you could tell that mr clemens maybe wasn't listening in the first 10 minutes when we clearly said john clemens coming up uh, here in our second hour so we're excited about that we're going to talk about the texas Rangers. he was in arlington texas for the first two games of the world series we get to pick his brain see if he's going back on friday for that too so Thank you so much for listening to the first hour of today's Brian Hanks show with uh, Michael Martin coming up here in our second hour. The general manager of your down Eastwood Ducks, John Clemens here on the Brian Hanks show presented by Lenore Community College.